Yo, yo, what's up, everyone? The episode you're about to hear was recorded at the Ethereum Hackathon in Singapore. And I was super lucky to meet face-to-face some of the people we had on the show. So enjoy these mini episodes, and we'll see you in the next episodes of Crypto 101. What's up, everyone? Matthew Aaron from Crypto 101 here with Mr. Zhu Ling Chun of ELF. We're here in Singapore in the ELF offices to talk about ELF, their new things that are coming out, Singapore, and having an office here in Asia. Juling, nice to meet you, brother. Hey, finally we get to see each other in person, Matt. I know, right? Yeah. So just for everybody to know, when we had our first conversation, we were just on Skype. You were in your house. Actually, I think you got a package (laughs) during the interview. That's right, yeah. What did you get? What did I get? Because, okay, so I was moving to a new place. Mm-hmm. I think I was buying some stuff online for furniture okay. uh, shipped from China because <laughs> it's cheaper that way. Yeah, that's why, you know, it has to be like a arranged delivery. Okay. And yeah, thanks for the understanding for me to pick it up. No, man, it was, it was totally cool because we, we, what we had is we had the doorbell and the and knocking on the door at the time. He's like, I think I'm getting a delivery. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we, we take a little break. He gets it. He has his package. He's all excited. And ah, now I recall. It's a door lock. It's a door lock. Door lock. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you, yeah. just to change the door, uh, the, your, your new door because you move new place, new door lock? Yeah, because the place that I moved to, the, the lock was not fantastic. So I think it's just better to have a password lock. Okay, yeah, yeah. For, for sure, for sure. So we're in Singapore and I just saw your offices. Mm-hmm. I met your team. Thank you very much for your hospitality. Sure. It took us a while to get on because we had a fire drill in the building and it took 40 minutes to actually sit down. But my first question is, there's a lot of people here in Singapore. Mm-hmm. Why is Singapore so beneficial for building a blockchain company? Okay, I think this is a question that everybody's kind of wondering. You know, people compare Singapore to Switzerland in Europe mm-hmm. or sometimes people compare it to maybe like Malta. I think number one reason is that because of the regulatory certainty, because the government has made a very clear stance of crypto projects will come over. There are quite clear guidelines on what you can do and what you cannot do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that definitely gives a lot of assurance for crypto projects. Mm -hmm. And number two, I think it's also because of the ecosystem that started here back in 2016. You have a few early projects that started ICO in Singapore, Mm -hmm. for example, Digix. Then you have Kyber. I think, Matt, you're meeting Kyber uh, later on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Also, we are here. So there is a quite nice environment mm-hmm. of crypto projects, and all of us are very close to each other. So that just has a very nice ecosystem. And Vitalik hands out in Singapore quite often as well. Oh, really? Okay. Yes, yeah. Actually, it's the hackathon weekend. I heard Vitalik is coming through. You guys are going to be at the hackathon? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, what are you guys going to yep. do over there? Actually, we're not participating in this hackathon yet because, mm-hmm. number one, we're targeting a C-sharp developers because okay. we're using a different program language. Mm-hmm. But we'll just get our developers to hang with you know 300 developers coming to Singapore and talk to each other. Right on, man. Yeah. Right on. So with all the people that are here in Singapore, you know, it's a hub, you have Kyber, you have different companies that you said, do you ever come to other companies and say, hey guys, can you check my code? Can you check what's going on? And like kind of like collaborative yep. work? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, like all of us probably like speak to each other every week. Mm-hmm. We have quite a lot. In fact, I was with Loy yesterday. We're kind of doing a wrap up of 2018, mm-hmm. asking what's the biggest takeaway for us this year and what are the plans for next year? So actually some good angles came out when we talk about you know, how to do business development and drive adoption in the future. So he did mention that, okay, maybe Vietnam could be a good place for us you know, as a new public blockchain to push adoption over there because mm-hmm. there's a lot of software companies that are looking for solutions. 
So ELF could be one of the solutions that they should consider. Mm -hmm. You know, so these kind of ideas and shared resources always come out between us. Mm -hmm. But having said that, although Singapore is very friendly to crypto, but the truth is not so many underground teams. Mm -hmm. So that means a lot of projects have a registered office here. They only use it as a legal entity to enjoy the uh, regulatory certainty. I see. But like teams like us, like Kyber, Digix, and Zilica, it's only a few projects that really has the team on the ground and looking at this region. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So being in this region and looking at these projects that are on the ground here, what do you see that's coming out of Singapore that is maybe special from what, what is coming out from other places? Does Singapore actually have like, I guess, are they driving the innovation? One of the people that are driving innovation. So the government is always very keen on innovation. Mm -hmm. So the past 10 years, they have used a lot of methods to attract talents for startups. So not just crypto, but also if you look at e-commerce, you look at like car riding. So all those things are happening here. I would still think that Singapore is considered as a financial hub. Mm -hmm. So meaning that the innovation on crypto, the first use case will be either financial services or supply chain management, mm -hmm. since Singapore is a port country. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so maybe next year, you know, once the regulation on payment, the regulation on exchanges will be clearer. So those things will happen in Singapore. Tell us about yeah. Elf, man. What's Elf been mm -hmm. working on? I mean, you were just on the show, I would say, probably think about four or five months ago. So it's yeah. pretty new. But is there anything from that time until now that you've been working on that you're very excited about that mm -hmm. maybe people want to know, like, hey, because, you know, the market's hard right now. And what yep. they say is when the market goes down, that's when all the developers actually get the work done. Yep. What, what, what have you guys been doing? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think right now we have come to a place where the noise from the market is going down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so actually people will turn their focus on more on, you know, on the technology side, what is really going on, because that's one of the fundamentals, and also on the commercial side, you know, what are the things happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so for ELF, from the technical point of view, we have accomplished our technical features. Mm -hmm. So that means we can now run scalable nodes and also support parallel processing. So this just allows you know, faster speed and also more computational power when transactions increase. Mm -hmm. And on the other hand, we also have our multi-chain structure ready. Mm -hmm. So now projects can deploy their own smart contracts on different side chains okay, on cool. ELF. Yeah. So these are all done three weeks ago. So when we were in San Francisco, so one of our developer, Guang Lei, you just met. Mm -hmm. So he demonstrated how we can do a smart contract on side chain one. And after that, it triggers a second smart contract on side chain two. So that interoperability has already been demonstrated okay, successfully. So, so wait, you have yeah. um, a contract on side chain one and then it triggers a contract on side chain two. Why would you need two mm -hmm. smart contracts? Our fundamental belief is that side chains should be application specific. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe there will be one side chain that is for banking, mm -hmm. the other side chain is for identity. So in this case, what could happen is that in order for you to use payment system, you need to first go through the KYC part. Mm -hmm. So KYC will happen on the side chain one and once that is done, so it triggers the next smart contract, which is to do the payment on sidechain too. Yeah, so what it means, it allows inter-business collaboration. Mm. And in this case also, these two applications will not interfere with each other mm -hmm. because they are not putting on one sidechain. So that's much clearer in this case. And we do believe this should be the way to go for business in the future. So we're coming up in the elevator. You said that ELF has something coming out in two weeks. You want to yes. talk about it a little bit? Yeah. So right after the technical feature, the other part. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. 
hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. That is really crucial for ELF or for any public blockchain is about the economic model. So that means how your token is going to be used in the whole ecosystem. Mm-hmm. And also, because we're using delicated proof of stake, what is the way to do the voting? Mm-hmm. And what are the revenue streams for the future token holders and also for the elected nodes? So that is a very big part that gets into governance to ensure you know, everybody is rightly incentivized mm-hmm. uh, to help the ecosystem. So we've been working on this design for a couple of weeks. and. Probably in two weeks or three, we're going to disclose some of the details about this. This is already under development. Mm-hmm. This is the last piece you know, in the first uh, version of ELF as a whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So some of the interesting thinkings we have right, is that there needs a voting system for token holders to vote for delegates right. who they trust. Mm-hmm. Right? But what we've seen in the market is that usually people are rewarded based on how much votes they get. And this feels like a popularity contest. But our view is that, okay, that voting is only for the sole purpose of choosing the delegates. Mm-hmm. But this is not aligned to incentivize them to behave well once they are elected, because the real work happens after they are elected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that is one part that we're changing the rewarding system. So not just blend reward them based on how much votes they get, but rather to reward them based on how well they behave once they're elected. Just think about the U.S. president, right? You, you cannot say that, okay, I only need to fight for being elected. Mm-hmm. Then I just do nothing for the next four years. Right. I think the focus should be once you get elected and you should do your work and probably even harder. Right. So this is just one consideration that we're having. And the other one is, of course, we're also running simulations just to see you know, what is the right amount of incentives for everybody to be incentivized mm-hmm. uh, to do more work. And the other part that we look at the other dedicated proof of stake system is that because their nodes are not scalable, or if they can be scaled up, but they don't support parallel processing, so actually their computational power cannot scale up. Right. So there is a fixed amount of computational power in the system. Hence, it gets more and more expensive if more developers want to build it, mm-hmm. which is very unfriendly for developers to get involved. Right. But luckily for ELF, we do allow scalable nodes and also parallel processing, so computational power can be added into the system. 
So this is another aspect that we believe can make our barrier for developers to try out much cheaper. Right. Yep. You said one of the key words I heard in all of that was expensive. <laughs> mm-hmm. And this is, has a little bit to do with health, but it also talks about the health of the blockchain market, the space, the crypto space, the digital asset space in general. Today, we had a huge dump in F. And the market is down. It is a bear market. And actually, it's almost not even a winter. It's a, it's a nuclear winter. Mm-hmm. How confident, how hopeful are you about the future of the crypto space, the market? And how much does that even matter to what ELF is doing? Okay, first of all, I think if we look at the price right now, if I remember correctly, now we're probably just back to the price beginning of last year. Yeah, we're about, I think about August 2017, we're yeah. about $80 uh, Ethereum or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, it's still uh, quite a lot of money in the market. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, uh, much below the peak. Yeah, way, way below. Uh, <laughs> but never, nevertheless, I mean, this just shows, you know, this is a very nascent industry and volatility right. still exists. But if you look at our project point of view, I think it does not change our view because ELF is here to make a very strong statement. We do believe that business can run on a distributed smart contract platform mm-hmm. like ELF. Mm-hmm. You know, we think that blockchain can go beyond just P2P payment system like Bitcoin. Right. Yeah. So we're still, you know, fully motivated to deliver, to prove that point. I do have a few concerns. But it's more about the market confidence. Mm-hmm. You know, world market right now is down, just like a stock market. And also, unfortunately, there's a lot of scammy news that broke out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So inevitably, real businesses may have the concern that, okay, whether blockchain is the way that they should go to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that makes adoption more difficult right now. So that's number one about the adoption confidence. And the other part is also when the market is down, that it might be more difficult to get good talents right. to join this market. Right. You're telling me that you have problems finding good talent to um, come to Singapore. Is that true? It's not about us. It's more about uh, Singapore in general. Right. It's difficult to get good developers in Singapore. Mm-hmm. You can get fantastic financial services professionals mm-hmm. or service professionals, but developers is just not as plenty as you can find, let's say, in China or in US or maybe now even if you consider um, Vietnam. Right. Yeah, Singapore is just doesn't have that population. Right, right. I mean, that's another reason, right? Uh, projects need to have like multiple offices because you need to tap into the developers pool in other countries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is actually my last question. Do you think ELF's price can survive, climb, and thrive without Ethereum or Bitcoin? Because there's a lot of people looking at Bitcoin saying, once we get past, you know, where the miners are going to make their bare cost, mm-hmm. you know, they just cover the cost basis and it mm-hmm. breaks below, let's say that's 3,100 and it goes to 28. You're mm-hmm. going to have a lot of mm-hmm. people, you know, getting out of the market. Ethereum is the same way. Can ELF still thrive without them? I think I want to make two points. Number one is then basically we're asking the question of, okay, for POW, there's a clear cost model mm-hmm. to justify, you know, what's the baseline mm-hmm. for DPoS, public blockchains, what's the baseline for that? So for us, actually, the baseline is the cost of carrying out computational tasks. You still need nodes to carry out that kind of tasks mm-hmm. to run smart contracts. So that is just the baseline. And of course, the upside would be, okay, how many people are going to use your computational service mm-hmm. uh, as such, right? So I, I do believe, you know, there is a fundamental over there. Then the second question is, okay, can crypto projects like ELF behave independent of the trends of Bitcoin or Ethereum? Mm-hmm. I think it should happen that way, 
and this should be the trend in the future. Mm -hmm. Why it didn't happen is because most of the trading is still crypto to crypto. Mm -hmm. So it's always based on Bitcoin or Ethereum. Then of course, you know, because you already take that Bitcoin and Ethereum into consideration, so there is a correlation. Mm -hmm. But in the future, if regulation happens in the way that, okay, it could be denominated in fiat mm -hmm. or stablecoin, you know, so remove the factor of Bitcoin or Ethereum, or people actually understand more that, oh, actually, you know, this is different from Bitcoin or Ethereum. So that is a time where the correlation will be decoupled. Mm -hmm. But I, I believe this is going to still take some time. Right on, man. Yeah. Julian. Thank you for your time, man. And thank you for welcoming Probably. me to your office in Singapore and showing me around and meeting your guys and going for a ride with me in the car and getting kicked out of a building because of a fire alarm. <laughs> I appreciate it's quite it. quite an experience. It, yeah. was, it was a hell of a morning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and hey, thank you for the uh, elf uh, swag, uh, which we were going to give out to some Crypto 101 listeners. This is generous of you. Thank you very much, sir. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, yeah. brother. Good to speak to you, Matt. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.